They they laser itch. The, What's uh, the significance there? It's supposed to be some kind of like it's like a, a physical like it's nucleation. So like it gives it gives a point for just, the. You're just, you're just not gonna throw nucleation yeah. at me and then it's. I need you. It's like a uh, what nucleation means. For it's, you. It's, it's a physical reaction. Uh huh. So like now when the, you say reaction, right? The the, the, the Mentos in the Coke experiment. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. nuclear because 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 it, instead of being everybody thinks it's a chemical reaction like the uh-huh. Mentos reacts with the Coke. Okay, but what it is is on the surface of a Mentos, there's these little these little dips, okay. and so as it passes through the Coke, which it has entrapped carbonation like yeah. CO two, yeah, yeah, yeah. it forms on the surface oh. of the. So that why that's why if you drop more Mentos, mm. the bigger the explosion. So you're saying Mentos is nuclear? <laughs> in a way, you shouldn't uh, eat them. Okay. I don't eat them. I mean, uh, I love how this whole this whole time Gabe's like in the background giving Gabe like mm-hmm. or giving Jay. He's like nodding at Jay. Oh, I completely understand. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I, I see what yes. you did there with the Mentos and the Coke. I get it. Yes. Like nuclear. I get it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> nuclear is how it is. <laughs> with that, this is uh, welcome to this week's episode of, uh, of Bourbon and Bullshit. Uh, with me as always, well, my name is Todd Bailey. With me as always to my left, Mr. Jacob Morris. Say hi to the people. Hello, everyone. And in front of me, and on that uh, in, uh, incredible introduction to the guitar, wow. uh, we got that's uh, Mr. Gabe Goforth. Mr. Gabe, say hi to the people. Hello. Good. Uh, so today, uh, we want to do a little something uh, different for you today. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about prohibition uh, and maybe the things that went along that. Um, Kind of what was going on in the world at that time. Maybe why they did it. Maybe if it worked. If it didn't, clearly we're drinking now. So it didn't. It, <laughs> I don't know if you know. Didn't, didn't last. Take. Didn't last, right? Uh, and then we're also going to be drinking Old Tub today. And we'll do a little bit of talking uh, about Old Tub itself and the reasons why we we chose it. And I'll tell you a little story about Old Tub. This is how I, I found it. And Jake, I know you do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when it comes to bourbon, I get tired of hearing about, you have to try this, you have to try that. What I like to do is every now and again go out just to the liquor store. And this time I went to, I think it was Total Wine I went to, the time that I found Old Tub. I went in there and I was like, I'm just going to find a bourbon. I'm literally going to look at the bottle. That's what I'm going to go home with today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you. we've all, we've all kind of done that before. Oh, yeah. One day I went in there. I was like, okay, I'm not going to look at prices. I'm not going to. I was going to go look at the label. It was a little stumpy. The little stumpy uh, bottles, what they had. Short, squatty filler. A little short, little squatty stumpy. one, man. It was, I just, I love the bottle. I love the make of it. And I grabbed it. Uh, and it ended up being Old Tub, which has been incredible. And in the end, I found out it's a Jim Beam product, which... I was never uh, a big fan of Jim Beam until this came out, and I'm telling you, I really, really love Old Tub. Oh yeah, I really do. And go ahead. At the price point of it, it's like I think I think the fifth of it is right around 1999, yeah. which goes to say, like we said, doesn't matter the price of the bourbon. It's all about what it tastes like. Oh yeah, and I mean it's just it's just, it's good quality, and I mean in based on our you know opening episode, you know everybody knows my feelings about Jim Beam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not we're not friends in four years never right. have been that's right but from but, the beginning but they they've redeemed themselves they did yeah, a really they, good they, job. they did a really good job with this and uh you know just that given that that old feel which yeah you know the 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 unfiltered sour mash all the good stuff right just going in the bottle yeah it's now amazing. sour mash you say sour mash yeah. Maybe we should go over a little bit about the sour mash, uh, what that means, and then with that you could probably go into go ahead and hit the mash bill. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we can go ahead. And th- the mash bill on it is uh, it's seventy five percent corn, thirteen percent rye. Yep. And then twelve percent barley. Mm-hmm. So it actually equals a hundred, unlike some of the ones that we've read before. So That's right. Uh, <laughs> the math it's amazing. It just it makes it so much easier to remember what it is. Um, but uh, but yeah, as a, as a sour mash, um, it's it's a it's a process of at the end of each batch uh, during the fermentation process, uh, it's saving it's saving a little piece of it. 
Okay. And so it's it's taking the taking the uh, and that's you know you, when you think mash bill, it's what you put into actually creating the alcohol itself. Yeah. And so what's there's a piece of it that's left over. It's and it's soured. You know, but it contains the uh, bacteria that helps ferment and right. you know, create the alcohol. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what it is is it's taken from batch to batch, so it maintains. Not only does it maintain, uh, you know, the, the actual bacteria itself, but it maintains the batch as a whole. Right. So it, it, it helps maintain consistency. Consistency reigns so, supreme, right? And it smells... It, it, it's when you when you when you're I mean just just smelling the mash itself is like intense sure but like the the trub or the the actual what they use to put back into the next batch yeah yeah that's a whole intense next level it's intense <laughs> yes so but. with the sour mash before they started using that it was the sweet mash I'm guessing so mm-hmm. before the sour mash held the consistency was there actual brands before that. That you can like tell like well this is this certain brand because there was no consistency to the actual bourbon. Oh, I see what you're. I see what you're. Saying. I'm I'm not a hundred percent because I if if I remember correctly what what it typically was was it wasn't it wasn't more brand it was more uh, just you know it came from this place or okay. it, right. you know this it's guy sure, yeah. this guy has you know has the best you know the best recipe mm-hmm. because of his you know product you know, as far as or as you know. The corn and the and the barley and the yeah. rye that he's able to produce on his property, uh, I feel like that uh, that had a lot to do with okay. it. Okay, yeah. but but I I don't really recall. I mean, there being like actual brands, mm-hmm. it was more, uh, you know, based on historical documents, it would it would always say, uh, it would always just give so and so bought, you know, so many barrels, okay. uh, you mm. know, from from this city. Yeah. And and it, it never really specified because it you know, I guess it was no, just in, it would, that's the ink they used to the feather yes dip it in the ink oh was that right. when the feather was it was used. written on that I was it wondering was that. Yeah. thank you it, was it thank you Todd little <laughs> historical fact <laughs> on, the, on mostly sheepskin right yeah, sheepskin yeah, yeah, sheepskin, sheepskin. So. or on on your on your hand oh uh, yeah on or just yeah. sharp just whatever, whatever sharp they had whatever, whatever you got at the time that's how, that's how you did IOUs you just spit in your hand you say mm-hmm. all right IOU I still do IOU you don't want to do that right now. I still do that. Should Definitely do that don't right want to do that now. No. You can spell on your fist and bump it. Yes. Oh. You want to do a little fist bump? No, but it's disgusting. No, you shouldn't do Goodness. that either. Ebola elbow. <laughs> you know, it's all good yeah. either way. But, uh, but yeah. So, but that's, I mean... It's it's definitely an interesting process, but mm-hmm. I mean it's still used today. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, a lot of a lot of Jim Beam products. I mean, a lot of products in general are are you know based off the sour mash. That was because they found that having that consistency could develop a, a you know an actual brand. Yeah, and things yeah. Like those lines. You know what to expect from it. We'll yeah. have to dive. We'll have to dive into a little bit more Jim Beam. I am curious now after having, like I said, I've never been a big fan. You've had a bad experience starting mm-hmm. off the gate. Oh yeah. And I feel like in high school that was when I say that all the time. Like, I, I feel like every time we do one of these, like, Eastern, mm-hmm. this is in high school. But in high school, and really, people go, "You did what?" <laughs> yeah. But really, Jim Beam was one of those that you used to drink um, back then, and I think that's still what I correlated with. I don't correlate it with quality. I correlate it with let's just just give me as drunk as I yeah. possibly can right, right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So I'd like to do a deep dive into it because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, this bourbon is it's incredible. I love anybody asks you, this is probably my. I would I'd venture out to say uh, next to that that 1910 this is my yeah. it's probably my favorite bourbon oh, really? out right now. I'm telling you, okay. I love it. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I'm not really like I'm I'm new to bourbon as I said earlier. Um but yeah, this one Old Tub especially it's it's definitely one of my favorites I've had. Yeah. My favorite though so far is that rabbit hole. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a good one, man. That one then Long Branch. Walter Turkey Long Branch. Long Branch is good too. We've got some surprising no. ones that's really been nice for me. We've, it really has. We we we've definitely come up come up with a handful of ones that yeah. you know turned out way better than that I was expecting. Yeah, at yeah. all. Yeah, I mean, and this one, of course, being at a hundred proof, that that also is that something that. It yeah, does. yeah, you you have to, you have to remind yourself that. So you if do, it's, really do. It's a hundred proof. At least if it would taste bad, you wouldn't know that. After a couple of drinks, exactly, you kind of forget the taste of it. But right. with this, you don't have to because it does taste really well. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. with Definitely. that, do we want to talk about maybe what some of the reviews have said, I like what you hear, should expect? Tell me, tell me what to expect. Okay, Gabe. Are, I'm are they, tell you what I got. Are they as as light and wonderful as ours? That's oh, what of we, yeah. 
They're probably a little more professional than ours. Nah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I can. It doesn't make them more right. I don't know if I can grasp these notes myself. Let me hear. Let me hear what you got. But this is from BreakingBourbon.com. And their review. The nose starts off with a simple sense of oak. Oh, there's oak. There's oak. You can taste oak in there. Got it. And a little vanilla. I don't know where that comes from. And just a hint. (laughs) I wonder where they get the oak. I wonder. This is what you want in a good bourbon, apparently. Uh You want a good hint of hay. Hey, not a smidge. Hey, is hint. It, well, we are a horse country. You think there it you comes go. from? Uh, it might be. Okay, you mean it might be that unfiltered flavor too. You mean out the farm there, the, mm-hmm. the hay barrel you see out there in the field? The hay barrel, yep. Same one. I think. Well, it how is. many people tasted that? Well, we're tasting I, it right now. Apparently, I've had hay in my mouth. Oh, I'm there not you go. Thing. I've <laughs> chewed on it. Yeah, no. Chewed on it. Pick I mean, with it. I just I can't I I just can't make the connection. I so really what can. what do we taste? What we taste? I'm gonna grab my glass here. I'm gonna taste tell you what I don't taste is I really don't. I don't understand the hay. I'm telling you right now, get the yolk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what the hell I'm tasting. It tastes <laughs> like bourbon. Like my tongue is not sensitive enough to say. Now hold on a second. Is that a maple leaf? <laughs> is, it, is it? Is it? Is this Canadian? Is, is, right. is, is this what? Uh, is this what? Where's this mulch flavor yes. come from? I, like, I am not. Yeah. I'm well, not that's from the world. Yeah, no, I, 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 really can. Uh, gra- I mean, of course, oak get given. Yeah, yeah, the majority of the time, I assume that's what um, it is. But there, there, I, I do see the vanilla. I can touch the vanilla. I will give you that. Um, I don't touch hay. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not sensing that at all. No, I mean, I, but I, I, vanilla, I'll go with vanilla. I'll yeah, go with vanilla, yeah. and I'll go, I'll go with oak. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and it's not. It's really not. Any change I mean, on that one? Nope. <laughs> Still, still bourbon, still bourbon. Tastes like alcohol to me. Yeah, well, and, it, and that's that is the good thing about it. I, it's not like super hot. Like it, no, it's not. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't get that that real boozy, uh, mm-hmm. that boozy flavor. That, no, it's like you're, yeah, yeah, it's like you're drinking something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's it, it is very well balanced. Yeah, and it has it has a it has a good character to it, and and like the full bodiness of like you know, as far as. You can definitely tell the unfiltered aspect of it, where it it's it's trying to give you as much of mm-hmm. the true the natural yeah, what it, it actually is. Yeah, the true character of what the bourbon actually is. Which is fair to it. when it, I think I think it's safe to say too that uh, you know when you drink this one, like this is what it is. And I, I say that because some of, I feel like some bourbons will have try to mask uh, and try to hide maybe the strong notes of it, mm-hmm. and this one doesn't. I feel like mm-hmm. it accepts it, mm-hmm. uh, accepts it and lets you it lets you taste it. Yeah, it says here, here you go, <laughs> right here in front of your face. You're welcome. Well, and also it says it has leather undertones as well. Now, I, that's on a level far, bef- you know, that's far beyond past right? anything that I can get to. Okay, is tasting leather in my. You know, and and that's why, that's why I feel like it should just be simplified. Mm-hmm. Is it good or is it not? Yeah, good? exactly. <laughs> I what, think, I what think, do you really think about? I think that? if you roll nineteen notes out of there, then you're you're doing something mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you. Put, I think you put nineteen notes in there. You've got yourself an old fashioned. Well, you need yeah, to change it. <laughs> yeah. You were just confused. <laughs> you know what I mean? A little you, muddled cherry in there. Yeah. No. But yeah, it's. I mean, that's. Like I said, that's the that's the good thing about these is that you can you can get like mm-hmm. the base characteristics of a bourbon by drinking it without having to dive into yeah. Yeah. all that crazy. Right. Uh, I mean, you can you sometimes you can taste like a, oh it reminds me of a, a tobacco flavor. Or, yeah, you know, yeah, it gives yeah. me this Absolutely. this leather you know leather taste or it mm-hmm. has a some aromatics and stuff. But it, honestly, it's it it does just boil down to okay i it, i can taste it it's full bodied it's not yes. watered down right it's it has a it has great complexity right there's a lot going on there but it tastes good right. it tastes good either it tastes enjoy good. it at the you don't end, either you enjoy this one you don't enjoy this one yeah so that's what it comes down to and now when i drink bourbon or alcohol in general what i'm tasting almost is just like i'm remembering the first time that i had it usually mm. like yeah. If I drink Rabbit Hole Daring Gare, it's going to be the first time I had it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's going to be when I drink Kentucky Gentleman, it's the first time mm-hmm. I had it. Mm-hmm. Like, and that kind of dictates mm. the taste of it as well. Yeah. Right. If it's a good experience, which I guess goes along with anything as well. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And what takes you, it takes yeah. you back, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, it's really weird to say, but it's like uh, the first day of school again, right? You mm-hmm. know, it's like right. when you're gone from school mm-hmm. for the whole summer and all of a sudden you come back, oh yeah, this is it. This it's, is what school smells like. And of course that goes away after day two. Yeah. And uh, then you go, <laughs> oh yeah, I remember why I hated this. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. But bourbon has a different, uh, you know, but it does the same thing, right? It's been so long mm-hmm. since you had it. And I, every time I have a bourbon, 
bourbon. It depends on like it's the same thing with beer, right? Me and yeah, you enjoy, uh, and well, all three of us will enjoy mm-hmm. a Miller High Life from time to time, yeah, and we understand that it's not. Look, it's not the premier oh. of beers, right? It's not the yeah. best flavor I, that I've had, but for yeah. me, it will always go down as one of my favorite beers because of the memories that mm-hmm. flood back to mm-hmm. me every time I drink one. It's all about, and that's and that is that is actually I feel like that's something that you know as as a human being. No. Having the ability to look into the past and and yeah. remember the past and like you have these you know moments in your own history that you can always reflect on and you say yes right. this was good or wow why did that happen right. and why did I choose to drink that right and it's and it's you know it's nice it's it up there nice. with like a with your favorite meal or favorite yeah. food yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. get that nostalgia factor with it. And with the alcohol portion of it, I think that's one of the reasons since we talk about prohibition, why prohibition just mm-hmm. did not work. Right. Because people wanted that escape for one thing, but they also wanted those memories to come back like it's the good times. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't have to think about being in the depression at that time or, or yeah. being in the Civil War. Yeah. yeah. Since prohibition basically started in the mid 1820s. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of canceled itself out in the Civil War era mm-hmm. and then came right back, though. Yeah. It went through a lot of hard times in America. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing. It's like I said, you know, it's you're able to you're able to reflect on these mm-hmm. things. We have something we have something I like that something for you. Yeah. We have something like that in our, you know, society and, and in our history as as a country is you know, we yeah. can look back at you know, why would they do that? Oh God. Like well, but, it, but yeah. Right. Well it's it's a thing too, right? But now originally you said that it originally started in the eighteen twenties, right? That's when the first Hey, let's do this. What was that about? So it was the American Temperance Society. Okay. Uh, it was formed back in 1826. Uh-huh. And it helped initiate the first temperance movement at that time and served as the foundation for many groups later on. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was connected uh, directly with different religious movements going on, uh, particularly the Methodists at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. The women's suffrage movement got involved as well. Right. That was in 1873 is yeah. when the, the Women's Christian Temperance Union got involved. WCTU. Yep. And all those, all those groups had really good thoughts and ideas about why prohibition or their idea of what prohibition should be mm-hmm. should occur. To keep men in the house, right. to keep them from going to bars and staying in bars all night. Right. To save money to stop spousal abuse, which mm-hmm. was a huge thing back then, because back oh, then divorce know. wasn't allowed. Yeah, so you're just, you're just mm-hmm. in it. Like, yeah, whatever it just, is, you whatever you decide to do, you, you're stuck there. Yeah, and if you got this guy, this, this, excuse my language, asshole husband yeah. uh, uh, that comes home every night drunk from the bar, the saloon, or what have you, mm-hmm. uh, and some people just had to keep dealing with that, right? And that's what one of the things that do? sparked women's rights movements getting into that, saying that, hey, as a woman... You know, we do matter. This matters. We're on this. We should be on the same level, right? At least to vote as men should be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But even in that time, it was people are there. And then incredible backlash to it. Isn't incredible to think, um, kind of where, uh, where, where that is, where Mm -hmm. it was then, and like where we are now. Which maybe it's still not where we. Not maybe it's not. Mm -hmm. It's still not where we need to be yet. No. To Mm -hmm. to even think about it being an issue back then just. Oh, it absolutely right. blows oh, my yeah. mind. And these women, they definitely protested outside of saloons. It became this mm-hmm. uh, anti-saloon mm-hmm. uh, movement that occurred. And when you say saloon, you talk about the saloons that we that we think about from like the old west, right? Yeah. Those kind of saloons. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, and that's the funny thing is is uh, saloons and taverns actually the like the historical aspect of them is that they were meant to be gathering points for uh, a, a lot of. Because especially during the times when there were a lot of immigrants, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so you had you had a lot of people coming in from uh, from you know Europe, yeah, that you know they were just trying to from Ireland, yeah, they're trying to get they're away from famine, that. they're trying to get away from you know their governments, they're mm-hmm. trying. They, I mean, they a lot of them knew what what America really was like. You know, there was war going on. Yeah. There's a lot of you know it, industrial revolution. Like everybody's working in factories, but they knew if they came here, they could find a job. They could right. do these things. They could be with family. They could start anew, mm-hmm. and uh, and so the idea was that a a lot of like saloons were places that uh, they were just places that you could meet up with people from your. 
uh, from your like home country. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and so a lot of it was you're gonna go, you're gonna go here, and then you're gonna find somebody. You're gonna go to this one saloon where you're gonna find somebody who's from Poland or somebody who's from Germany yeah, yeah. or from Ireland, and you're gonna go in there, and it's like, well, hey, I'm amongst my, you know, amongst my people. Right. I can feel comfortable, and this is where I belong. Yeah. Kind of and thing. and it usually the what happened would was um, they would you know take a break from work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would go on lunch break. Right. And then they would go to these saloons or taverns and they'd go in and they would say, ah, you know, I just want something. I just want something to eat. And they're like, well, if you buy a beer, if you buy a beer, the food's free. Yeah. The free lunch thing they did. And so they're like, well, yeah, I could use a beer. Yeah, well, That's that a great sense, idea. Right? Let me tell and, you, give me one. Yeah. And You've seen me. And once you get me started, ain't a lot of stopping. A lot of the free lunches were like sardines, right. or crackers, or, or salty or, foods that would make you want to drink more beer. Right, that. So and it makes it, you know, soups, like really rich soups. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and so you're just like, you know, you, you, between that and then you go in there and you see another guy from your, you know, mm-hmm. from your work who's also from your, you know, home country. You're like, oh, I'm going to sit down. And then somebody comes in, they're like, hey, I'm going to buy a round for yeah. everybody because, you know, they're, yeah, had a good day and next thing you know one beer turns into six and then you go back to work and yeah and you miss the rest of the day of work or you're at the factory and you fall into the meat processing machine and there, and there you and you end up getting packaged as beef that's where know? hot dogs <laughs> so you know I mean, hot dogs came right out yeah. the idea for that one yeah so they're like let's just keep this going and uh but, and that's one thing with prohibition like it started off with good roots Good ideas, right. but then it did go into with immigrants coming over, mm-hmm. people from Italy, people from Ireland. It became a thing where that was part of their culture is to get together as a family, mm-hmm. to drink alcohol, mm-hmm. right? A lot of wine, beer, right? And it came to say like true Americans don't need to drink alcohol, kind of separating the actual Americans that's what, from that's the what they newcomers, oh, and I those see. kind of groups starting to get involved in prohibition. Well, and it. They start kind of hijacked, the and and the and the funny thing about that is, a lot of farmers because there was this idea of industrial, you know, the industrialist ideology versus mm-hmm. like what real Americans were yeah. doing, like true Americans mm-hmm. were doing, um, or people, you know, I shouldn't say true Americans. Yeah, I, should, yeah, I, I should, yeah, I would say like people that were originally yeah. you know like farmers yeah. people that had cattle you mm-hmm. know things along those lines uh, those people would wake up and have beer with breakfast beer yeah. back then was like their gatorade basically yeah they would wake well, up a lot of times the thing back then back then is better better than water you yeah. know you had a yeah, lot of that, water problems or you know a lot of uh sanitation yeah, issues yeah sanitation and issues and, and things like that so i heard about that yeah. like the beer though back at that point when it had to deal with like sanitation was mm-hmm. the beer was so low in alcohol content. Mm-hmm. Like it was mainly just yeah yeast <laughs> yeah. carbonation. Of well, that they point. would water it. They'd, uh, well, in some cases they would even water it down too, mm-hmm. to make it not as, or, uh, wait, I also saw that somewhere else. Where did I see that? Oh, this is going to be random. Game oh. of Thrones. Oh. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones reference. Remember Game of Thrones reference in King's Landing, and they mm. ordered the, the beer to all be watered down. Oh, and yeah. That's why in King's Landing you get a beer, and the soldiers still be kind of okay. Oh, there you go. Same. Yeah. That's, I get all my yeah. historical facts from Game of Thrones. I mean. Uh, n- well, why I mean, wouldn't why you? Why would you not? Why wouldn't it's you? It's based on truth. Why wouldn't you? It's based on the truth. No, <laughs> I have a question, though. Do you think, do you think that with... with uh, with the fact that we're talking about um, women's suffrage, as far as mm-hmm. that's assu- assume that the women weren't in the saloon, so is it safe to say, or I don't know if it's a fact or not? Like, is, is it socially unacceptable at that time for the wife to be in a saloon? Most like likely, it was club? mainly men that would yeah. go into saloons. Yeah, yeah because, because I mean, at that time frame, you had definitely separations of class between well, men could vote at that time. But also, this was a manly thing, a masculine thing to do. Right. And yeah. the whole thing with masculinity in America is a whole other topic of, you know. Yeah. And it, I mean, and next it, Tuesday. It yeah. really was. It, <laughs> really was it really was the time when uh, they focused on the woman being in the home and the yes. man going to Absolutely. work. And yeah. so, like, mm-hmm. that's where they, that's where their market was, was to the men that were in the workforce. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, come here. You know, you buy you you pay fifty cents for a beer or whatever it was at that time. You know, five cents for a beer, and you get uh, you exactly. know get a free hot meal. Right. Well, I think I'll take a 
you know, mm-hmm. here we go. I get a beer and a, and a meal. Why not? Let's call it good. And then, and so that's why I think that's why it wasn't that it was a discrimination thing, but it was more just that was what their market was yeah, yeah. at the time. Um, but, um, honestly the the one thing that i find hilarious mm-hmm. is that uh the the woman who i mean it's not hilarious i feel bad for saying that uh the Wrong woman word. who actually was one of the main figures and i don't remember if she actually started it but she was up there mm-hmm. in in the actual society though the women's christian temperance uh, yeah. union her husband died from alcoholism and oh, right. And so that's what uh, that's what drove that was sorry that it's <laughs> it's fine it, it's mom boy things it's, happen it's, mom boy. it's 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 Jim Beam calling that's a, that's uh, a oh wow that counts too but um, but her husband died from alcoholism uh-huh. and and he was you know he was very lighthearted about yeah. it he was just like you know I did this to myself whatever. Yeah. But she to took it. it. She took it really, mm-hmm. really, you know, seriously. Between that and um, her, uh, her, her justification for the first act against a saloon yeah. was that God or a godly voice told her. And that's when you start running <laughs> issues. Told you her, can say, you know, go outside yeah. and pick up something heavy that you can throw. Yeah, that's what, and that's fill what your pockets with it. Yeah. And she went. To, she went to a saloon. Went in there. Uh, saloon or tavern, which mm-hmm. whichever one, went in and said, "All of you need to, you know, you need to close this down. Mm-hmm. You all need to get out of here." And they were like, "All right, whatever, crazy right. lady." Right. And she immediately took rocks out of her pocket and oh, just started no, throwing she, did them. She, did she, she started throwing. See, them. That's not the way to go about it. It's not the way yeah, to go about, about it. About yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then after that, she upgraded to an axe. So, well, you know, as you would do, more yeah. effective than one, rocks. as one would do. Yeah. And the craziest thing, she wasn't drunk at all. Yeah, and she was <laughs> sober the entire time. Her whole movement. No meth, no nothing. I know. Mushrooms. I mean, well, the anti-meth movement back in that day was a whole separate. Oh, it's yeah. a whole different yeah. thing. And that was justified completely. We should get into that one day, not today. You want to get into meth? Should, well, no. Do you want to do meth on the? Okay. <laughs> one day we should get into like how meth, like where how meth came to be. You know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know um, how that is. I don't know if I want to get into. Involved. Yeah, uh, yeah. His name is Walter White. I just wonder. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wonder, oh, yes, the founding father of meth. Yeah. I'd like to get it. One day we'll do a deep dive into into, into <laughs> yeah into meth. <laughs> let's do a deep dive into some meth. Yeah, just not face first. Just not face first. Uh, not. Not face yeah. first. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you know. That's <laughs> terrible. So Jake being a chemist here though, yeah. well, he that's might, what I was getting at. Just make it. You could. You can make us a batch. I technically could. A virgin meth doesn't have to have yeah. anything crazy in it. Just, uh, Leave out the Drano this time. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say. <laughs> I don't, I, I, anything that contains lithium, I don't like main, well, you know, handling it. Yeah, you should. And that, that is one main, you know, component. I, one, you know, I mean, for the reaction to mm-hmm. take place. So that's one thing. We won't, we won't stay on the topic of meth. But when I see the people that are arrested for using meth, I'm like, no. there's no way. Well, I guess these are people buying it. Mm-hmm. But how are these people smart enough to actually have like a laboratory kit Here's and sit the in there and actually cook this stuff up? Here's the thing. Once upon a time, though, well, they probably were though. A lot Once of these upon a other... time, they were. <laughs> what I what I'll see, man, is to say, do I know a lot of people that are are um, addicted to meth? Yeah. No, right? But do I have I met a fair share of people that are addicted to something in one way or another? Mm-hmm. And it's always the same story as far as it's. I was, you know, I was smart. I did well in school. Mm-hmm. I did this. I did that. And usually, it's just, I shouldn't say usually because I'm doing this categorizing yeah. or whatever. But like, if you start off on like maybe an Adderall mm-hmm. uh, as a kid growing up, and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, well, let me take this to make help me mm-hmm. calm down or make me focus or this, and then it just leads and just keeps building and building. Mm-hmm. But I think you'd be surprised. There's a lot, a lot of people that we consider just smart people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you would see just end up on the streets just be from meth or any other kind of drug. And it might be the stress from being so intelligent and not being able to relate to other people and just thinking, okay, this is my escape. I don't have to actually think anymore. I don't know. That's right. generally my issue when I'm talking. To well, like, I know you it know, is. When I'm talking yeah. to the general public uh-huh. or you guys, I'm just like, dude, I've got to. <laughs> i got to get out of this <laughs> I've got situation. i got to tone myself down. I can Let see in your face. Down. I, I get that, yeah. <laughs> but that's why we have bourbon. That's, that's right. right. It's fine. That's it. That's, That's right. what it all brings everything back to perspective and reality. Yes. But the conversation about meth and other drugs, uh-huh. we'll get into something we're going to talk about a little later. I think the war yeah, on drugs, yeah, the yeah. modern day prohibition. Yeah, yeah that's I think. true. That's right. true. Which, and that's what, 
that's where you know the um, this uh, you know this noble experiment. Yeah, that, that we're the noble that we're yeah not Very the great noble. but the noble experiment. So this noble experiment itself was officially ratified January sixteenth, nineteen twenty. Yeah, 18th, 18th Amendment. 18th Amendment. And the crazy thing about that as well, like it was supported by the conservative party, which you can understand how that would be supported by that, but also by the progressive party because they thought that this way social like norms would actually come back mm-hmm. into play and people right. would stop having to live in such poverty and whatnot because right. people actually be working. Yep. Now, and, was it, was it, was it from the very beginning, the mm-hmm. day, that day that you just said, mm-hmm. um, is it, hey, this is stopping now, or is there a weaning off kind of process? No, what actually happened was um, they they allotted people a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and it wasn't it wasn't a, a weaning off process. Oh, because, no. because what it is, is that it was the uh, manufacturing, transportation, mm-hmm. as in import or export okay. from the United States was completely... Or was completely elite, you know, prohibited. Okay. Um, to have it, yeah, uh huh, and to use it was not. Okay. Um, which is which is the the funny thing about it was they okay. they they mm-hmm. put in they put in a little loophole, which uh, a lot of people took advantage of, yep. like uh, J.P. Morgan, mm-hmm. um, who else? Uh, I think Vanderbilt was around at this time. A lot of the higher up guys were yeah. said. They said, "Okay, yeah, sure. You give the me guys a, who you, read the fine print. Yeah, like, oh, okay, <laughs> I'll figure this out." And right. so what happened was, is it was written in there that they had uh, within a, a year from the date of ratification mm-hmm. of okay. the amendment, you could purchase. As much alcohol as you and possibly want. Yeah, loaded up. And I can't remember who it was, but somebody bought thousands of oh, cases yeah. oh, of I champagne. Right. They bought, you know, they went out and bought, you know, thousands of cases of how whatever they could find. Right. And so, if you were the ones that was fortunate enough to have enough money, mm-hmm. one, and have the right people to talk to in order to get it, you basically had a you you built a wing on your house right. that's right to store <laughs> your alcohol yeah, just yeah. specifically which, and, I, and i mean like you have, you establish wine cellars and things like that which also shows that. how something like this also parallels with the war on drugs yeah it like with cocaine you could say this, the wealthy people are going to use that even right. though it's frowned upon right use of crack and everything else yeah but the wealthy class at this time could buy all the alcohol they wanted to yeah and keep it and use it and party yeah, the working class, the ones that are actually going to the saloons, the one actually need a drink, right. they're never going to have it again. Right. Yeah, and it's and it's kind of it, and, mm-hmm. and it's funny because you you saw a lot of you saw a lot of people that were like, man, I really could just use a beer. Yeah. I just yeah, yeah. really We've all had a day like I, that. Yeah, don't yeah, I don't. And I mean, I feel like that's an everyday thing mm-hmm. for most people. Uh, but it you know, and it wasn't it wasn't they were asking, I need to go get hammered or I no, need right. I need to. You know, drink myself into a stupor. It was. I just need to go to my home and drink a beer, unwind for the day. The, and mm-hmm. and absolutely, we know now yeah. that there's absolutely nothing wrong with it, thanks to science. Yeah. Right. But it's the it's the fact that they had this stigma put placed against it. That well, as you were saying as well, a lot of this back then wasn't based on science. It was based right. on. God told me this, right? So right. it has to be true, and you right. have to believe me, or otherwise you can get a rock through your window. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, or, or yeah, an axe. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take an axe to your bar and all, all but, your furniture. But it's to say too, there is there is a logical standing behind it too, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't maybe the way that they did it, maybe not agree with, but at mm-hmm. the same time, like there is there's a point that you have to do something, right? Like yeah. it's still not okay for me to wake up tomorrow morning, go have three beers, go to work. And then have a beer at lunch, and then go mm-hmm. home. Like I, you know what I mean? Like I can, I can get what you why you say the noble experiment, right? I, yeah. can, I can see the point behind it. Did they go about it the best way? Probably not. No. Probably. Not. <laughs> Looking back, no. Well, yeah. But you gotta. There's gotta be something in me that believes whoever's idea this was like had to have some kind of logical reasoning. 
on how they came up with it. And they did. Yeah. I mean, they thought it would be better for America society, and America would be a stronger nation because of right. it. Yeah. And marriages would be stronger, families yeah. be stronger. But yeah, Between that and then, I mean, of course, you had people like Henry Ford that were mm-hmm. stepping in yep. and saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we had talked about it before, mm-hmm. how, uh, you know, he was just like, ah, you know, it's killing my, it's killing my production. Yeah, and, you know, it's just like, you know, killing my production, some guy's going to, you know, put a bolt on wrong, and then it's going to kill somebody. Which I'm sure has happened. Yeah, uh, probably well, happens today. Sorry, yeah. Happens I today. mean, uh, they they made the Pinto at one point in time. Those things blew up. They did make the Pinto. So, it was made of flint, wasn't uh, it? Yeah. So, but <laughs> matchbox. But but uh, but uh, I mean, I, you're right. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of thought that probably went into it mm-hmm. that maybe this will be good because I mean they all they. You know, they had proposed, okay, well, you know, people dying from, you know, people being alcoholics mm-hmm. is going to go down. People that um, are dying from cirrhosis are going to go down. People, right. uh, uh, you know, family violence is going to go down. All these things, all these great things are going to happen, and we're all going to be fine. Mm. Granted, that's not what really happened. No. But, you know, between, between the fact that I think the only things that did go down were deaths, from cirrhosis mm-hmm. and s- household violence but, did decrease, which is a which is a positive thing, of course. I'm but not, let's look at all the deaths that were involved in shootings, gang exactly. related, because yeah, what because because then you have to you have to take in consideration the increase in violence based on gang related or m- mob related. Mob, yeah, we're talking about mob. Now, under, underworld, you know, underworld yeah. crime, things along those, the rise of the, the, the mobster yep. and bootlegging mm-hmm. and illegal activity in that fashion. Um, Cause that's, that's what ignited that whole, the whole thing. Yeah. yeah the yeah. mafia began it, from and, bootlegging. Yeah. I mean, and it's, and it's basically, you know, the same way with, with any time that you uh, that you if the market for something disappears, mm-hmm. someone else is going to pick it up. Which someone you need to look at again with the war on drugs right now. Yeah, the war on drugs occurred for good reasons. Yeah, people don't clearly don't want to be higher stone all the time. Yeah, but how many gangs? Oh, there's clearly drug gangs before, but the cartel that was able to pick up steam. Right, they actually drug traffickers in America were able to pick up steam. Yeah, they actually they it it, it created a worst. A worse version of mm-hmm. business, which is what it does. I so. mean, of course, you have the popular gangsters like Al Capone, yeah, that came to be. They yeah. luckily died one of the most ridiculous deaths. <laughs> syphilis wasn't it? Syphilis. Syphilis. Yeah. I mean, he got what he got. It's syphilis just catching up with you. And yeah, and uh, well, and, that, and that's the thing is, he was a special character. There were there were many before him. Yeah. You know, there were there were all the gang wars that took mm-hmm. place for the, the between uh, the, the South Side, mm-hmm. the Cicero gangs, and the North Side Irish gangs. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of activity going on there. There was a lot of deaths that took place. Um, you look at, I mean, of course, jumping ahead to when Capone took power. You know, in you know for the the gang that he was in, yeah. uh, Saint Valentine's Day massacre. Mm-hmm. Things like that. That no one was ever arrested for that either. Yeah. It just went away. Yeah, it just kind of went to the wayside. Yeah, guys like Lucky Luciano, who started the commission of yep. the mafia. Yep. That people didn't believe it existed until, what was it, probably like the 70s, maybe 80s or so, before yep. that I was actually found yeah. out. Um, yeah, uh, Meyer Lansky. Yeah, Meyer mm-hmm. Lansky, um, uh, Lucky Luciano, uh, Al Capone, all these guys. Some guy named Bugsy in there, I'm sure. Yeah, there, well, yeah. <laughs> Um, which it's funny, uh, Boardwalk Empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Great show. A lot of historical characters in it. Is that um, Game of Thrones? Mm-hmm. Huh? Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. Historical characters? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you did there. <laughs> there's, there, there's, a, there's something that Correlation you Correlation there. I, 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 death to 2020, you all have to watch it. Nookie Thompson. Yeah, I need to check that out. Sat, satire, <laughs> it's satire, it's fine. It's Black, <laughs> Black Mirror Creators. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, did, did a great, great job. But yeah. yeah, the funny thing is, is uh, there there was actually a person uh, in uh, Atlantic City. Not his name wasn't Enoch Thompson. Yeah, yeah. I think is Enoch Johnson. That's what he's based and off. So of? he's ba- I think that's it, it's supposed to be based off a historical character. Not nearly as um, 
uh, I guess you know high ranking as as Nucky was. Yeah. But still, still was mm-hmm. you know affiliated with all the crime and whatnot. But um, as far as as far as the other thing with uh, the the as far as bad things that came along with yeah. the, you know prohibition, um, you know we're, you know, talk about the gang crimes and all that, but also um, alcoholism didn't go down. No, it went up. Alcoholism well, went up. Uh, let me tell you right now. Coming here today, tell me I can't drink something. Yeah, I'm drinking all of it. Yeah, it's it's the same. Like, and that's I mean that's where I mean you're gonna find a way, especially mm-hmm. uh, if someone's yeah. telling you no. It's the same thing that happened in the war on drugs, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, yeah, stop it. But anyway, yeah. we'll get into, we'll get into war on drugs later. But uh, like you said, if someone comes in here and tells me you're not drinking beer or, or bourbon anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna find a way to. I'm gonna find a way, yeah. uh, and if not, I'm gonna make a way. Yeah, I, well, and and that's the reason why a lot of people had uh, bathtub gin, bathtub gin, and um, which, you know, is where, and which is where, which is why we got old tub old today, and, and yeah, and housemade stills now, and and things along those lines. I want to talk about bathtub gin for a second because we we talked about what the oak, the hay notes, yeah, of old tub. You said that with a face, you know. <laughs> what uh what notes do you think they're picking out from that bathtub? Enamel. Yeah. Enamel. <laughs> Grout. Ivory. Some Maybe hair. Salt. Maybe, uh, salt. Salty. You know, somebody probably clips their toenails. Oh, so. You think they're actually putting in the bathtub the well, I guess they would, because no one had two bathrooms at that time was making this shit. You know, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say if if they could afford that, they were they had already bought their there year's you worth of, you know, the stash that they needed. So yeah. bathtub gin itself, I mean that's just a, a blanket name for all the, the bullshit. Yeah. Fake I, alcohol that was made. Yeah. These people used embalming fluid. Yeah. They they spit tobacco in there for color. Yep. Oh, yeah. Like, could you? And they sell this stuff to speakeasies. Oh yeah, which is where it went. Yeah, I just to be that desperate for a drink. And 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 that's something else that that always gets overlooked. Um, you know, we we always talk about we always talk about like the corruption with the government as far as mm-hmm. you know. We know that there was we know that there was uh, alcohol bootlegged into oh. the Capitol 100%. and Congress Congress people. 100%. Well, I guess at this point in time, I've been congressman. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't have to be politically correct Not, at this point. Well, at that point, you were. But, yeah, <laughs> so you were correct. But uh, <laughs> but but uh, congressmen and even um, even uh, presidents, President Hardy. Yeah, he Hardy. offered pardons and paroles. Yeah, and and it it, it was rumored it was rumored that he died at a speakeasy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, or died at a saloon, and they carried his body. Back to the White House <laughs> through the underground tunnels that were there. Like it's just all these. Like I mean, yeah, who was it, the vice president at that time? And he would be like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> it was the guy who tried to check the breath. Hey, yeah, like bro, 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 tone you it gotta, down. You got to stop. Tone man. it down, son. You got to You got to bring it. Party you, you're at twelve. I need you at like seven. I picture whoever that man was being like a John Goodman and um, yeah. aviator or yeah. aviation the. It was what? that movie with a, the alcoholic pilot, and he had to wake oh, him up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he had to go uh, speak in front of, I think. Uh, oh, oh, Tom period. Hanks? The, the one with Tom Hanks no. where he lands a plane? No. He's drunk? That, no, he? that's, no. Yeah, that's Sully. Oh. What is it? Oh, Sully. that is Sully. He was drunk, though. Because there was Sully, and then there's uh, the one with Denzel Washington in it, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. It was oh, Denzel. I think yeah, it's called Avi. Was, was, was called something like that. As you could not. Yeah, he, yeah. he's on something. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, between that, but the, but also not only the corruption in in the politics as mm-hmm. a whole, but the fact that in order to in order to make it to where people would because this is where um, denatured alcohol came from. Yeah, and so denatured alcohol. What do you mean? Yeah, I'm and so, and so yeah, and so what it was was um, I I can't remember exactly what it was, but they. They would, they would, they would basically make it to where it was uh, alcohol that was not uh, pure in, it, in, in oh, its okay. form, right, and right. so they would add small amounts of this, small yeah, amounts yeah, of that, yeah, I got you. Yeah. and it was it was like methanol and yep. uh, I can't remember like all kinds of ethyl acetate, like all kinds of stuff 
that's not meant to be consumed. It was leading to like paralysis and blindness. Yeah, and, death. and, and oh, so sure. and so that's what everybody blamed. You know, don't get me wrong. If you drink moonshine that hasn't been mm-hmm. distilled properly, the reason why is because a lot of these a lot of these compounds still exist in that in that actual you know. In, in what you're drinking. So when you say moonshine wasn't distilled properly, you're, you're bringing them out, uh, Everclear now. Well, that yeah, you can buy if you want. I mean, you know, granted, at I the same you. time, you're, you're definitely not supposed to drink that. No, you shouldn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can. You, do. you can. We should. You can in small quantities. Anyway. But it's still not good. Um, but 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 what it is is there. You know, you have ethanol, mm-hmm. which is what is in alcohol, mm-hmm. and then what they were doing was they were, like I said, they were adding all of these different added, additives. Uh, methanol was one of the big ones, which it was funny because when they would add quantities of it, a lot of people mis- were mis- mistaking methanol yeah. with, uh, with, uh, let's see, hold on. No. Yeah. Uh, methanol with, uh, menthol. That's what oh, it was. They okay. were adding menthol. Completely different. Yeah, they were adding <laughs> menthol, and they were and they were mistaking it, and so they were like, "Wait, it's a bad mistake." It turns <laughs> out this is something bad. You should mistake. Yeah, something's not right. Yeah, and so <laughs> and so not safe for consumption. So what would happen is they it was they had denatured alcohol, mm-hmm. and um, and what would happen is whenever they did that, like. A lot of the bootleggers and and people that were producing, you know, trying to, uh, trying to sell to uh, all the different you know bars and saloons in in other countries or anywhere, just where you know to make their money and and get it out there, they would take this denatured alcohol and they would quote quote renature it, and okay. they thought they were distilling off all of the yeah, they weren't bad components. Yeah, yeah. Well, then they would sell it, and you know there was blindness. There was you know people that were you know having like heart failure and and just like liver failure just from drinking small quantities of it. Sure. And then um, the government decided instead of stopping that process, they said, "We'll just add more. It's <laughs> fine." Yeah. And so instead, they added more of these uh, additives to the denatured alcohol. But that's even to And say, that's what ended up it ended up killing more people that way. So not only did you have the crime was killing people. Right. You had the government was you know adding all these things all these different chemicals mm-hmm. that weren't supposed to be consumed that were killing people. And so the death toll rise, you know, was rising and then okay, well yeah. you you stop people from dying from cirrhosis, but you kill them by yeah. poisoning them. It's even right. worse. But I'm not it's, sure. But it, sure. I think what's even worse, or not even, not even worse than that, right? But the, you're talking about the guys who did it and made a mistake, right? Yeah. Like maybe they didn't, they didn't clear it out. They thought they cleared it out. But I mean, what about the guys who you like? Literally, what you said, mm-hmm. you used to spit tobacco in there, yeah. just to make a color just a little bit darker than just what it was. Money. Just making money. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones yeah. that those are, that's bottom of the barrel. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's incredible what it created, the problems it created. Uh, opposed the, to what it was supposed to solve. And then instead of oak and hay, people are like, "That's right." <laughs> I taste tobacco. So, in this. Right. This, is, this is interesting. So if you can get into that, blend wintergreen, it's wintergreen. <laughs> kind of like a, I guess a modern take on that. Um, me and you both taught were in the Marines, and I remember spice being a big thing in the Marine Corps oh, at the time, especially mm-hmm. like 2010, 11. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. no, it was mm-hmm. huge, man. So. Spice at that time was like what synthetic marijuana is. Synthetic marijuana. Pop on a I don't, test. To be honest, I don't know what exactly it is. I so, still don't know. I don't either. Um, but I know what it turned into, and it started yeah. crystallizing people's lungs. People started dying from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was just guys that would get potpourri and just spray it with a chemical they made, and then package it as spice just to fuck people up as much as you can yeah. and to wow. sell. I mean, you go to Myrtle Beach, you can buy it. Here's the thing, and they call it synthetic marijuana, right? But the difference was that, look, I smoked weed, right? Done it. I, Mm -hmm. I, to be honest with you, I think I smoked spice one time. Mm -hmm. I was so I was heading back. I'll tell you the story. So I was heading back from one of the bars right off base over there in uh, in Japan, right? Mm -hmm. I was I was walking back, and a buddy of mine, uh, I won't say his name, but we're sitting there. He's got a cigarette. 
He's like, hey, man, you want to smoke this with me? Like, yeah, dude, I'm ham- I'm literally, I'm hammered drunk walking back. I need a and cigarette. Of course I did. Of course I need it. And uh, I'm sure he told me what was in it before I started smoking it. And at that point, it's like, I don't care about anything. Yeah. It's fine. Superman, right? So I'm walking back. And the next thing I know is the weirdest thing. And that's why I say, they say it's synthetic marijuana, mm-hmm. right? It's supposed to act like marijuana, which means the illusions or, or, or what have you that take over when you smoke weed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember walking back and like halfway through the walk back my legs stopped working yeah they will one at a time yep. like my foot my mm-hmm. my right foot stopped followed by my right knee would not move anymore followed by my right hip just mm-hmm. stopped i was like okay and then the left one gave out same thing one by one by one to the point where this guy had to put me over his shoulder and carry me to the barracks because i could not i couldn't walk which like, is something that only happens when you, when you smoke ridiculous amounts of marijuana something so, well, it that, wouldn't come from yeah. one joint not at from, all no this is no. one half yeah half, exactly. it's half tobacco half spice was in yeah. this thing and rocked my world man 100 mm-hmm. and i'm so this is somebody look man i've smoked weed i got nothing in smoking weed. Mm-hmm. don't smoke anymore no my i just i just don't function well yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> but it's just someone who like i don't knock weed at all if you want to smoke weed mm-hmm. smoke weed please be be free be mm-hmm. you do you but that spice stuff is not anything to mess Yeah, it's around fucking with. dangerous. It's and it's what market. people will do to make a buck. Yep. Like they see a market for it, much like they saw right. alcohol, was it, there's a market for it. Right. right. What can we do to make this as cheap as possible? Sure. Right. Which, again, if you want to start getting the war on drugs. Yeah, I was going to say. Can, which We might as well get into that. I was going to say this brings us this brings to the idea of prohibition. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we always tie prohibition to just one thing. Yeah. yeah. 18th Amendment. You know, changed by, you know, it was the first time that we had to change an amendment using another amendment, mm-hmm. which I think it was the 24th, I believe. Yeah, I, 23rd, 24th. 23rd, 24th. 18th, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and, and so we think, of the, we think of that as far as, okay, the act of prohibition, we always just refer to it that we deal with prohibition now yeah it's ongoing and it's it's a it's a constant thing and it's prohibiting you know just the act the act of keeping somebody from doing something Mm -hmm. that's what it is and so we have the the war on drugs which started you'd say i know it was under nixon it started in 1971 yeah was when i actually officially went okay so you 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 think about this like it started back then I could see where there was kind of the same demand for change and mm-hmm. and what they saw were issues and and in the problems it may have created, but so even back then when Nixon, which Nixon's obviously a racist piece of shit, <laughs> I mean you can hello say that, but like even back then with the <laughs> that, subplot that, that 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 reminds me of something else during the hopefully no one listening to this podcast is a is a Nixon fan if I'm if I'm offending any fans of Nixon. Good, peace, <laughs> peace shit. But anyway, peace, peace be with you. The 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 deuce hands. But just like prohibition started, well, not when it started, but when it started actually taking big leaps, groups got in there that they were was racial tones against immigrants coming in. Mm-hmm. War on drugs also started with racial undertones towards mm-hmm. inner city communities, right? Using crack. Right. Because right. it was a cheaper form of cocaine to make. Right. When I'm sure I don't know if Nixon did cocaine or not, but a lot of the politicians, a lot of the wealthy class at he that did, point, he did have the nose for it. He had a messed up oh nose for God, it. So, but they would use right cocaine. There, so there's a lot of similarities in that, right? As far as what corruption goes into, because that's what that was something that um, that I mean I, I know we didn't really touch much on, mm-hmm. but yeah, but yeah, it, it if you look at what what took place, you know. Not only leading up to, but then also during Prohibition, mm-hmm. you look at World War One, yeah, where everybody hated the Germans at mm-hmm. that point in time. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that people don't hate Germans now, but I'm saying <laughs> no, the majority <laughs> of the people that then there's more hated, of a reason to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, you sink a boat. Wait, granted, you sink a boat full of you know, full of you know, I think you know, thousands of people yeah. that. You know, was supposed to be unsinkable, and it just happens that there was, you know, a thousand, mm-hmm. a couple hundred. I can't remember exactly how many. There were a lot of Americans on the boat. Yeah, it's gonna make a lot of people upset, mm-hmm. and so 
it was it not only was oh the you know the hate of the the Irish and the Germans and the mm-hmm. Polish and everybody that wants to come over here that of, of course just pushed it over the edge and that was something else that I didn't get to mention before uh, was uh, a lot of prohibition was backed by the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, Ku Klux Klan. They kind of always took it a tongue twister. Sound right mm-hmm. coming out of your mouth. I though. don't even like saying it. That's why it's so hard <laughs> yeah. to say it. Which is strange because a lot. Of, I mean, Germans are white people. Yeah, yeah, and it's <laughs> funny. It's funny. <laughs> that, it's funny that Hitler had the same ideologies as the KKK, but they still like. Yeah, I, I, that but, is strange. Uh, whole all pieces of shit. Whole different ball game at the end of the, the day. Pieces of the puzzle right. together. Yeah. Fuck off and, Nazis. I mean, and and the majority of them, I, I'm I'm fairly certain the majority of them are of Irish descent. But mm-hmm. whatever. Who's to say? Who am I? Who am I? But um, but <laughs> but that but that was the that was the big thing was, <laughs> it was it was it was very similar to some situations now where, oh. These are terrible people, but mm-hmm. if they're going to back my ideology, yeah. then I'm not going to tell them they're bad. Yeah, right. you don't want to ruin your base there. You don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to. And you know those people are going to vote you back in the office, so you can continue to create these situations that we're in now. Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of do whatever they want by destroying things, killing people, hanging people in the street, tearing down businesses. Not only of and that was the bad thing was it was not only of immigrants, but mm-hmm. then they took it out on the African American community. Mm-hmm. Why they decided that they had something to do with it, it it was it was it was absolutely unnecessary. It's but, the it's the American way of always looking for a scapegoat. Yeah, that comes into play. Yeah, if if you're not if you're not American, right? I, I as I throw up air quotes, I wish everybody could see me when I do this because <laughs> right, right, right. they could feel my sarcasm. You're but about if the wasps. you're not American, yeah. But you know, you don't count, and 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 that's where the so all the, of this. It, it. So here's a question for mm-hmm. you. Then with that, with that too. Then how does it get fixed, or how do we fix it? Right? As people, us three, uh, with the microphones in front of us, how do we fix it? Yeah. Or because uh, the idea is there, right? Uh, but how does it how does it get implemented? Like, what is the, what is the better idea? How do we find that? Hmm. I always say, I always say the best thing that we can do is always just call people on their bullshit. Hundred percent true. Is and and hundred percent. And you know, I mean, and it's and that and that's the general basis of it is that if it's something, if it's something that's not right, you have to say something. Got to say something. You can't. You can't. You know, just expect everybody else to handle it for you, or you just yeah. move on about your business. We yeah we don't really have we don't have a platform we don't have pedestals to stand on but we all have the ability to say something say something like saying the we're on drugs is a waste of time a waste yeah. of money a waste so, of resources yeah saying that saying that, that pro, yeah saying prohibition gave 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 the platform mm-hmm. for um you know the 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 rebirth of a, a, a hate group. Um, saying that the that the war on drugs is, is, I mean, it really is. We're still here forty years later, fifty yeah. years later, playing the same game, playing the same, mm-hmm. sh- you know, same old, same old nonsense. I mean, yeah, it's just, I mean, the fact that let there's. Me ask you, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, okay. Let me let me ask you. I have, I have a question, right? And it's about. I mean, we talked about this the other day about Dare, right? Yeah, right? yeah. Does yeah. Dare, is well, Nancy Reagan's. So yeah. Is Dare still going on? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. We don't know. But here's know. the other thing that I had a problem mm-hmm. with with Dare. I didn't know what like a joint was mm-hmm. until Dare told me. I yeah. didn't know what drugs were until until there was a lion with a Dare t-shirt yep. that told me that drugs are a thing. Now, I'm not saying that that led to a lot of people doing drugs. It didn't lead to me. That's not what did it. But it also, it, it's a question on, on educating children. Mm-hmm. To what something is and making them curious, or you're telling them something so they don't do it. So I don't know how it works. It goes in the same thing with like sex education in school. It's telling yeah, children that didn't know about sex that really was beforehand. Weird. That was a weird class. And then don't do it. Yeah. Don't, of course they're going to do it because 100%. they're human beings and yeah. they're going through. Put it in their head. Adolescence. <laughs> it and it's and it really is it, it, and that is the thing about the whole idea of prohibiting something. Yeah. It's the 
the demonizing of a certain act or a certain object or mm-hmm. a certain substance that makes people want it that much more. It really is. I mean, it it it, it convinces people that you really need it. Yeah. Which is why it's you, funny. It, I'm telling you, you shouldn't do it. But, but <laughs> if so is you're, that but if you, you know, have you ever done it? Well, no. Okay. Well, then how can you tell me that something's wrong with it? Right. Well, and it's like, well, what if I go try it? Yeah. I'll tell you. Figure out. I'll tell you what yeah, it's going to Figure out what's wrong with it. And yeah. then we can decide that's how at the end of the day. Which that's is why how Walter White started. Exactly. Go ahead. <laughs> and and <laughs> don't get me wrong. It's not acceptable in all situations for anyone who's listening to us. There are a lot of things that, yeah, you shouldn't do. Right. Like murder someone. Don't that's, do that. That should be number one. Or like number two. I don't, number one, I don't know. Two. Like, you know, heroin. Heroin's not That's cool. Number three. You shouldn't do heroin. Um, if I can give you a dare class, the first rule would be don't do heroin. Yeah. That, that should be the, yeah. But, I that mean, should be the only rule of dare. And, do not do heroin. And I mean, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't remember exactly, but it was Eric Clapton, we were talking about him earlier. I wish we Oh, had, yeah, about his expensive-ass guitar. Yeah, about his $3.5 million <laughs> guitar. Which I'm sure that gave, is a Stratus worth Which every Gabe bit. also defended, but also yeah. said that he wouldn't buy. Yeah. In the same, <laughs> in the same sentence. <laughs> in the same sentence. I mean, don't get me wrong. Great people do these things. He did have a song, Cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they do some things. Some things are questionable. So when it comes to like music and arts, I think drugs play a huge yeah. role. Oh, 100%. In creativity. Yeah. 100%. Murder is bad though. Murder, yeah, murder, <laughs> murder is, not is bad. Creativity we can we can we can move beyond that, but <laughs> but but like there are certain things with with drugs, with drinking, with all these different things that have been prohibited, we it's questionable. Yeah. It is questionable. But with drinking too, you went uh, so even prohibition, right? That's where the speakeasies came from. Yeah, and I think it'd be uh, first off, I do think it'd be incredibly cool. And I know there's some out there. I wish there'd be more often though that there would be um, speakeasies out there, a place you can go, just a back a back alley, because that's what we like, right? I think that's the reason why we like dive bars. Uh, yeah, it's the same concept. Like, hey, we're here. Not a lot of people know about it. Right. But I'm here to have a good time and have a mm-hmm. good time for myself. But that's also to say that that's where. Um, to to hit what you said, music came from right. So I don't yeah. know. I don't know. If jazz has the not rebirth, but the mm-hmm. birth that it does. I understand mm-hmm. that jazz was around before, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it has the resurgence that it does without the pro, without prohibition and being mm-hmm. in these speakeasies, being this outlawed kind of music that right. you know what you only listen to if you're hip, if you're 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 breaking the rules. Yeah, it's the rock and roll of the day. Breaking the rules. Mm-hmm. That's you're, how you that's how you get to the jazz, right? You're getting pumped up. You right. you, you like you know, you want the cigarette, you want the cigar, you want yeah. the you want the gin, you want the martini, you want mm-hmm. the whatever the guy's pouring in your glass yeah. and you're just throwing just give it money to me, at man. Him. I don't care what you just give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> so Right. Yeah. But and ja- I mean jazz does make the the perfect music to drink too. Oh, it does. Get yourself man. a glass of bourbon, a cigar. Mm-hmm. Put on a jazz record, hopefully vinyl on a record player. There you go. Now we're talking about. Now we're talking about. Ooh, some I got a cigar box nice. right there. Get, there you go. Down. I only got one cigar, and thus we're all in trouble. And and <laughs> if you guys didn't know this, Todd is a bit of an antiquer. Apparently, oh, I am. You an want antiquer. to tell us about that? What? What, that, what, what was it that you found? The phone. Early? The the phonogram. Well, he's gonna have a jazz record with that phonogram. Here's Here you soon. go. So here's 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 <laughs> the thing, right? So I, I went I went looking at this old. Uh, I am an antiquer. I go and find. You'll ever come into uh, my my place, which you are all invited. Kind of. <laughs> it's a small that's, room. <laughs> that's terrifying. Uh, but I, ha- terrifying. I I like older things. Uh, I think the craftsmanship bit, uh, craftsmanship in it is, is incredible for one and for mm-hmm. two. I just I just like the the things were built to last, and I like the look of what they were. Um, but we went to uh, this music shop to go find a turntable or record player, something we could hook up uh, to a speaker to have some. We love we love records. We do. Now, the problem is that to buy the record player was like a, or the turntable was about one hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And then the speakers to buy it were about one hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, then I go into an antique shop next door and they have this this four or five foot phonogram. Phonograph. <laughs> Phon- thank you. Phonograph. That was probably 
Gotcha. During the prohibition is when that oh, thing was made. Oh, I'm all hundred percent. Like this thing, I don't know the year. I'll go back tomorrow yeah. and find out because I'm also gonna go buy it for three hundred dollars. Uh-huh. But as you should. It's as I should because it's got not only what I need, it's got the record player part of the phonograph part of it, the record playing part, it's got a speaker built in and it's a beautiful piece of furniture which we need because he's moved into our new house. Yeah. I got fifty bucks in my pocket, man. We'll go I buy it you. now. Let's, Let's just go. do it. Let's just do it. You get you you got to pay the rest of it though. I just got fifty. That's bucks. perfectly fine. I don't yeah. even know why your fifty bucks is involved, but I'll take it because <laughs> you need this phonograph. I'm gonna buy it anyway, but I'll it. take your fifty bucks. So these podcasts will be released on vinyl. You can play on your phonograms that everyone has in your home. Hundred percent. You got to flip them though. You got to flip them back and turn it around. We only, we only get like 43 minutes on one side. <laughs> that's what we got. So we with jazz it. coming into play with Prohibition, and maybe that's it wouldn't have been as popular maybe or it wouldn't have the rebirth that mm-hmm. Todd was talking about. The music that came out of well, 1971 is when the war on drugs oh, started, yeah. but again into the 80s yeah. with oh, the advance yeah. of hip-hop that 100%. came into play. 100%. Right. Yeah, I, could, I mean, I'm so we're talking about with that, and not only that was the the, the war on drugs was obviously they were talking about drugs in the music. They were mm-hmm. also talking about the the police in that yeah. time too was mm-hmm. coming to be a real thing, yep. which leads us to the problems that we have now. Mm-hmm. But that's where it all stimulated, and it all goes back to. Okay, I I don't know if it's fair to root it back to the war on drugs. Yeah, it's not fair to make that the root. Yeah, but it sure didn't help but at the same time again i'll go back to like well then what else did we do i mean it's the fact that i guess cops were busting people's homes to to arrest them for what an ounce of marijuana Mm -hmm. or anything they suspected them Mm -hmm. of apparently having and people are just being sick of it but again but then again poetic form back then the cops would take those drugs and then and you'll see there's documentary on netflix i almost watched today um is that they would take those drugs and then resell them for yeah. whatever their purposes were. Now yeah. that's where you have a problem. Yeah. Right? That's where that's where your whole system comes uh, because falls short because if you got the same people you're trying to enforce selling the same shit. Yeah. Then that that's that's your problem altogether. Yeah, prohibition but well. that at that point it's, it's not the problem with the program, the problem is the people run the program. Yeah. It's a bluegrass conspiracy Uh-oh. all over go. again. It's what just happened? Cocaine bears everywhere. It's between that and then we're ravenous. we're living in a simulation because we keep living the same hundred years over and over yeah, again. We keep going just with more circle, technology. Full circle. Look at all these episodes. Circle, circle, just it's come together converging. as one. Is this all just one long episode? I think it might I, be. Oh my! How long have we been I talking? Think you're right. I think you're right. I, there's a reason why my legs are numb because I've been sitting in it the same chair for like three months now. No, I know. Kidding. And with that. <laughs> I think we end this week's episode of bourbon and bullshit so idea. Jake can get his legs back under him. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jacob, crazy legs more. So yeah, this will be the end of it. Uh, we'll see you guys next week.